Welcome to the podcast, People of the Book. I'm your host, Meryl Ain. We're proud to be part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. We chat with authors and storytellers in thought-provoking and intimate interviews, all with a Jewish twist. On today's program, I'm delighted to welcome Elon Barnahama, the author of Escape Route. Escape Route is Elon's second novel. It's set in New York City during the tumultuous late 60s and told by Zach, the first generation son of Holocaust survivors. An avid New York Mets fan, Zach becomes obsessed with the Vietnam War and with finding an escape route for his family for when he believes the United States will round up and incarcerate its Jews. Elon's writing has appeared on numerous sites, including the Jewish Writing Project, Rough Cut Press, Boston Accent, Jewish Fiction, Huff Post, the New York Journal of Books, and Public Radio. He earned an MFA from the University of Massachusetts Amherst and a BA from Binghamton. Elon has taught college writing, worked with at-risk youth, had a gig as a radio news guy, and also worked as a short order cook. He's from New York and says he's a Mets fan by default. So, Elon, thank you so much for joining me today, and I'm excited to speak with you about your book, Escape Route. I'm excited to be here, Marilyn. Thank you. So, for our listeners who haven't read it yet, would you please give us a brief synopsis of Escape Route? Well, Zach is um, about to enter high school, and uh, he's kind of wrestling with this idea of, you know, what is his responsibility? in terms of, you know, fixing the world, um, the Jewish term, of course, Tikkun Olam, and in terms of the Vietnam War, but also as a, he sort of has inherited, uh, you know, the the idea of um, the trauma of the of the Holocaust. And so he's also trying to figure out what his place is there too. And he, uh, in terms of, you know, protecting his family from all the stories he's heard. Um, and so, you know, the, the plot is basically he, he meet some friends, he, he starts dating uh, a girl named Sam, whose brother went to Vietnam and came back with PTSD. And uh, so the novel evolves around the decisions he makes in terms of, you know, um, the Holocaust and also getting involved in the anti-war movement. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's just so much uh, to talk about. <laughs> Uh, in your book, but um, let's start with Queens because all roads lead to Queens these days, right? So um, one of the things that I found especially meaningful and endearing about your book was that your protagonist hails from Queens, which is also my hometown. Um, And it's incredibly accurate, your description of Queens uh, to the mention of SP. Um, Why did you decide to set the book in Queens? And um, tell us about SP um, and why you mentioned it. And um, I'm also curious how much of the Queens experience was based on your own. Well, I, I did grow up in Queens and it's, it's you know, Staten Island is, is a whole nother story, but, you know, Brooklyn was settled much more. Queens, for those who remember Gatsby, was, you know, basically a barren 
uh, wasteland for many years, uh, you know, to get to Long Island. But it's, um, you know, it, it's a 15 minute subway ride to the city, but it's it's not right in Man to, to Manhattan, which if you grew up in, in anywhere in New York, you call Manhattan the city and the rest of the boroughs have their exactly, own name. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I still do that uh, despite living outside of New York. And um, it, it uh, had a, a, a real sense of community. Um, uh, and I did, so I grew up in Regal Park, Forest Hills area uh, near Queens Boulevard. And um, SP, I, SP gave, I wanted him to be sort of the math, his math uh, prodigy stuff comes out in the book. Yeah, tell and, us and, what SP, SP yeah, yeah. So, uh, stands so for. So they do SP is a special program where you do seventh, eighth, and ninth grade together. Junior high right. back then was seventh, eighth, and ninth. Now it starts in sixth. Right. It was for it was uh, the special progress. That was progress. Like, Sorry. Yeah. yeah. See, mm -hmm. I, I I forgot that I called it a program, and um, <laughs> and and you they basically truncated uh, seventh, eighth, and ninth, and you know made uh, eighth grade seem useless. <laughs> um, right. And that, and I wanted him to sort of advance, so he's a little younger and gets put in math classes with older kids. And mm -hmm. because math was the one class you could move forward in, um, sort of chronologically, you know, to, to algebra, to geometry, to trigonometry, and then to calculus. Whereas mm -hmm. other other honors classes, you didn't really move forward. And so I wanted him to be younger, um, for for a variety of reasons. Some of it just for the for the humor, and uh, some of it for the whole. Um, starting to like girls and being the younger kid it makes it awkward and mm -hmm. he was awkward anyway but um, it, it 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 was just one of those unique things uh, at the time the SP program that um, I, I just couldn't resist putting it in anyway because I still could have had him as a math prodigy without it. Uh, well I, I'm sure all those who <laughs> knew about SP or were yeah. in SP will be interested um, in reading your book. So how much um, you you were you say you hail from Queens, how much of the Queens experience um, in the book was was based on your own? I like to say it's 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 biographical, bio, but not autobiographical. So I certainly enhanced a lot of it. Um, but, um, you know, there's a lot of it was taking the subway Queens Boulevard, uh, the apartment buildings and, and the parks that we hung out at. Um, and, and then, you know, venturing, finding the freedom of the subway at, at you know, 10, 11, 12 years old um, uh, back then was just opened up, opened up Manhattan, which was like going to a new country. Um, so a lot of it is uh, based on it. Um, some better, some worse, you know, certainly added characters and things. But there's a group of friends uh, who I'm still friends with from those days, and they kind of make their way into the book in different ways, sort of mm -hmm. combined into characters. Yeah, so um, I'm going to ask really this the same question um, about the time period in which your book is set, the, the late 60s, um, which was a very uh, tumultuous time for, for a young person um, to be growing up. Uh, did, tell me, did you have to do um, research to recreate recreate the angst and turmoil of those times, or did you did you uh, remember it, or did both? How how did you you know you you have a lot of a lot of um, historical um, references in there, which um, I think is great as a, a former history teacher, and um, they're all 
accurate. So um, did, did you do research also, or you just kind of remembered things? Well, I certainly had to do research to make sure I had the right time in the right place. Mm -hmm. um, and and it, it stems from being interested in what happens sort of away from the spotlight, like we know about these great events. And, you know, sort of by luck, you're either you're born in the middle of history always. We just don't always know what's, you know, what's going to be uh, significant or, or not. And so I wanted them to, you know, um, the characters to sort of be, you know, in arm's length of these events. And so many events were happening in New York at the time. So I did a lot of research to make sure certain when certain protests were happening, uh, just to, to make sure. But those couple of years, uh, 68, 69, 70 were, um, you know, between the assassinations and, and the Chicago Convention and, and things, mm -hmm. you know, were, were just so, and, and Woodstock and the moon landing. And um, it just seemed like it was nonstop, the My Lai incidents and Chicago trials, that is Chicago 8. And, um, I can't even remember them all now, but you know, but it was it was to put to put the characters in arm's length of great moments and see how they responded. And in New York, you know, as, as you know, it was pretty easy to be close by to these events. And they, didn't, they weren't at all the events, but they still affected them. You know, the absolutely. Stone yeah. And and it it was very well done uh, in in the book. So uh, the war in Vietnam plays a very looming role. In your book, um, you you I think you did a great job involving the reader in the protest, the despair, and the uncertainty uncertainty associated with the war. Um, why um, is Zach obsessed with the number of U.S. soldiers killed in Vietnam? Yeah, I I think um, again that's where the math comes in, and he was trying to figure out if math could help him come up with some solutions but as 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 a holoc part of the legacy of the holocaust has so much to do with numbers and and i know it's it's you know one person a thousand people you know what's a tragedy but i i think at the time it was um absolutely devastated you know i think that helped turn the war when they started announcing these things on tv to to, to hear them so i kind of wanted to bring that out that that was there was so much more involvement then. So say in like, you know, when we were in Afghanistan and Iraq, it sort of like didn't even make the front page, you know, what was happening. Um, and, and and I, I also wanted a lot of sympathy for the soldiers um, because at the time they didn't get much. Um, you know, they, they got the same blame that the politicians got for sending them there. So I, I kind of wanted to keep, keep the soldiers in, in, in the forefront of the novel as much as I could with, you know, without them taking over the book. Yeah, I was very uh, intrigued because I had never heard of it before, and maybe you made it up, but <laughs> maybe not. Um, was there a secret camp on Ellis Island? Uh, I did make that up, and that's one of those <laughs> things that you asked me about research. It, it maybe could have happened because they had the skills, but um, so so yeah, the veterans uh, create this sort of like R and R place to to to, to de decompress when you come back, or just to hide out or avoid the draft. But I did. Ellis Island was uninhabited for a while, as you know, and, and so I, that was one of those places where I had to do a lot of research to make sure that there wasn't much going on back then um, before they started, re, you know, creating the museums and things there. Well, that was, I found that really fascinating and intriguing, and I, 
I, I normally would have Googled it, but I knew that I was going to be speaking uh, with yeah. you. So <laughs> I thought I asked sure. very that that was actually um, that was very clever, um, Elon. I I yeah, really good. Um, so why do you think it's important um to tell the story of the Vietnam War today? And do you think it has any relevance for us today? I I, I, I certainly do. Um I mean I I think that it was a real turning point in terms of at that point in terms of between that and Watergate in terms of trusting government. I, I think historically, um, I also think that we have to be very cautious what we do with our military. You know, it, it a lot of things just we just use them in the Middle East. You know, for fifteen years almost without paying attention, um, mm -hmm. and and most of the Northeast you don't even see military. Um, so. It's it's you know I prefer that we didn't use them or didn't have to use them but um, yeah and and I also wanted to yeah so I do think we just have to keep in mind what 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 war is like and it's it's um, you know uh, it's it, it, it's just any way I could do that I I would be happy to do it yeah yeah so tell us um, tell us about the title escape route. All right, so um, you know there there were many people um, who survived the Holocaust in all kind of different ways by finding all kind of escape routes, and um, so on. The, on the one hand, Zach is looking for an escape route through Queens to get out of New York, <laughs> get his family out of New York, to Canada, right? <laughs> yeah, to Canada, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who was taking Vietnam? Uh, um, you know, um, so soldiers didn't want to go to Vietnam uh, during the draft, um, and but on the other hand. Um, Zach is sort of faced in some of the some of the um, his sister and some of the older um, veterans that he befriends it kind of remind him not to just lose his youth completely not to escape it I, I don't he kind of has to learn to live alone in the present he can't completely escape uh, being a kid um, and, and just be focused on things that he can't do that much about so on the one hand he I want him doing things but also to learn the lesson that you kind of have to also live in the present at some point and, and not escape everything. Yeah, so um, you, you mentioned his sister. So Allie was very different um, than he is, uh, but from the time she introduced him uh, to FM radio, uh, she had a very big influence on him. You wanna talk about her a little bit and about her influence on him which uh was uh sometimes positive and sometimes not very positive yeah i you know when, when we're kids we think adults have a lot of the answers and then we're, we're adults we, we figured out that adults don't have a lot of answers um and he's looking for people that he can sort of get you know mentor him his grandfather his sister and, and some of these veterans and so yeah, so it starts out where she flips the radio from AM to FM, which um, back then, you know, in, in the days of pre-cable and pre, you know, podcasts and all this, that was a big, big change to go from AM to FM radio. And so she she helps guide him and 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 gives him information, but she's much more, um, you know, independent, and and she's kind of separated herself from the family whereas he's very focused on family and friendship. Um, but but I wanted her to be a little bit of a guide, um, except she's only, you know, 19 herself. So 
um, she's limited in her ability uh, to do that. But she, um, you know, she she does come, she does play a big role in the book um, in, in terms of helping, helping him to action, at least, not always, as you say, you know, the best decisions, but at least to keep uh, acting and moving forward. Right. Um, so you mentioned, um, which is, is important, that um, Zach is the child of Holocaust survivors. And, and as we know, his father also had um, a disability. So um, how did, how did that um, impact Zach. Well, and uh, what do you want readers to come away with from Zach's relationship from his father with his father? Yeah, so his father, you know, uh, uh, lived through Kristallnacht in Vienna, and then his, <laughs> went to, made his way to, to Haifa at the time, and, and his parents didn't didn't make it out. Um, and and so there's that survivor mentality. Uh, the parents didn't were not they didn't lay a lot of guilt, but there is the trauma passed on. Um, you know, he, he, so he, he, because his father had a disability that put the extra pressure on him to be the person to find a way to, because it, it made it that much harder, uh, for somebody in a wheelchair, say, to escape, to, to just pick up and flee. Um, so I just want to sort of add a extra challenge and, and, and it also gave a reason why Zach was the one who would be in charge. And maybe again, he's mistaken there, you know, his parents were certainly, <laughs> Uh, aware of the same things and would, could figure out themselves how to get to Canada. Um, but it, it just in his mind that that gave him a greater responsibility at a younger age. It also uh, the fact that his father had polio, which is now rebounding, as you know, um, gave him also a, a lot of challenges in terms of his religious upbringing and, and things like that. So um, I kind of wanted to use that as a catalyst for his questioning a lot of things, you know, on the one hand, his parents survived, and the other hand, they had uh, new challenges. Right, right. So, um, are are you the child of Holocaust survivors? A lot of that stuff. My my mother did uh, flee Berlin in the thirties, um, mm -hmm. despite having a family history going. A book went back like six hundred years. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so they did feel like they were from Berlin. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, my father, his family did actually make it out of, of Vienna, um, mm -hmm. but they, it was during the few days following Kristallnacht in Vienna, mm -hmm. uh, which was, uh, and they did move to uh, Haifa in Jerusalem, and then they ended up, and my father did end up having polio in, in the Middle East, in Israel, and, and that's after the independence, it's the only reason he left, um, is to get medical attention in the U.S. Wow, so so you, I, you are a child of Holocaust survivors. I mean, yeah. the definition is really that, um, it, it used to be they were saying only people who came out of the of camps, but now exactly. it's really anybody who whose life was turned upside down and had to had 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 to leave. Um, so as the child of Holocaust survivors, do you think that you have um, this has impacted you or that that you have a special responsibility uh, to um to 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 talk to incorporate that um in into your books uh, I mean absolutely. I I have a I have I feel I have a responsibility my books are um also um post-holocaust but I you know I am 
I am not the child of Holocaust survivors. I was just wondering, you know, as 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 a child of people who were really had their lives turned upside down, um, what is it? What is it? meant for you and and how has it uh, impacted your writing it, it yeah and and i i think i, I agree with you that that definition there's i don't want to say the hierarchy it's it's a different experience as having survived the camps and you know but some of my parents best friends spent five you know for 14 year olds and saw their whole town killed and they spent five years living in the woods um you know uh till they survived in different ways and yeah, I think there's a responsibility, I think as storytellers, and I think that's where you don't have to have, as you say, you don't have to yourself have it, but you know, we, to tell each other stories and, and, and it comes up in the book when the grandfather and whether it's, you know, it, 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 this is what's going on in Ukraine, you know, that needs right now needs to be told. So, so the power of storytelling to me, I feel is a great responsibility. Okay. I, I do feel um, particularly, um, sensitive to, to, you know, obviously to anti-Semitism uh, growing in this country. Um, I, I, again, I think the, I don't think you need to um, have grown up with the Holocaust in the background to, to, to know that, but it, it has started, it has shown me the power, let, let me rephrase it, it has shown me the power of stories from a young age and how they can impact and be positive influences, even if they're stories of, of horrors and, and and things because they, they can also, in my case, there were so many people who who came out of that unwilling to be negative, you know, wanting to be positive and make things good things happen. And so I think the power of storytelling is is part of the legacy that that I like to inherit and pass on. Great. Thanks for sharing that. Um, so Zach and his friends really go to Manhattan a lot. Um, so I, you said it was a 15 minute ride. I grew up in Northeast Queens. So um, it, it was a bus and a subway. It was, it was longer. I mean, we, we went into Manhattan, but not as much as Zach and his friends. So uh, Manhattan or New York City as, as those <laughs> outside yeah. call it, um, it almost feels almost like a character in the novel. You want to talk about talk about that a little bit yeah that's i appreciate that i, I was hoping it came off that way because it, it's it still has such a wonderful energy to it but um you know this is this is the late 60s and, and going to some of the coffee houses in the village which had a much more european flair to it like dante's and um and, and sam who, who who zach meets and and, and they start dating she's a, she's a been in her family's been in Manhattan for generations and, and they're not Jewish it's very different um there, there is a very different characteristic um in, in Manhattan and, and energy and it's 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 um addictive <laughs> I think um and, and and so I wanted it to be part of the growth you know ha having its influence be part of his growth and part of the growth of the characters as they move through the city and have new experiences that they really couldn't have in Queens um, they had the friendship in Queens, but um, the energy and the music and 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 the art was was all happening in Manhattan. Absolutely, the Big Apple. It all it it all happens there. So, um, you know, Elon, there's a lot of discussion um, in Escape Route about God and and religion. You you raise a lot of 
um, existential um, questions. Um, what what did you want um, readers to come away with from raising these questions and having these discussions in the book about God and religion? I, I wanted, um, you know, above all stories, you know, we, we, we ask questions and, and there aren't always answers. And, and uh, you know, I think part of the draw of, of like Talmud is, is they'll often put two very different answers to the same question. <laughs> um, you know, they don't always come to a decision. And, and I think that's just part of the whole Talmudic kind of thing of where, where you can question things and people can throw in different advice, uh, opinions. Um, it's, there's Jews and Catholics and, and, and uh, Episcopalians, there's Jews and Christians, I should just say, uh, in, in the book who, who discuss the different testaments and stories and, and how they respond to it. And I think growing up, you know, it's like, okay, what, what can you take away from that? What can you learn from that? Um, there, there are lessons to be learned uh, regardless of, of one's, the depth of one's faith or, or you know, and, and in terms of the book. Um, I think especially in the Jewish religion, most, so many things have both practical and spiritual um, components. And, and the practical are equally interesting to me. Um, and so I was hoping that discussion just became less politicized, you know, it was more personal, you know, um, just in terms of, of, of how, to, how to move forward in the world. And it was more inclusive than exclusive, I hoped. Yeah, well, there, there is certainly a lot of um, food for thought uh, in your book on many different topics and on many different uh, levels. Um, so, you know, who, who do you think is the audience for your book? It's, it's, it's a short book. Um, you know, first, when I started reading it, I thought, did you write it as a YA book? But then the more I read it, I, I didn't think so. Who, uh, so tell me, who, who's yeah. the audience for your book? Uh, as many people as possible. No, <laughs> um, I, I, definitely, you know, people who grew up in the 60s would be one. But I, 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 I had in mind that, you know, I have a couple of kids and, and they do read, but people read shorter books these days anyway. Um, I, I do think you know, we, we need, you know, what's the Mark Twain thing? You know, history might not re repeat itself, but it certainly rhymes. I, uh, I, I think it's important to know what came before so we can know something about moving forward. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, when I wrote the book, for instance, you know, there's, there's you know, the abortion comes pre-Roe versus Wade, uh, mm -hmm. abortion issues come up. And I, I, I think we just need to, um, tell stories uh, in so so the audience yeah I, I think it's I, I like to think it's anybody it's certainly people who grew up in the 60s to remember but mm -hmm. I think for young kids it's also to see what can be done and 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 you know, I hope it's a little bit of a formula about friendship and family being the the core of how we can survive together um, so so I like to think it's a general audience I, I it's it's YA you'd have to be kind of more mature I think uh, yeah I, I as I read it I thought Nah, I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm still not sure at, at what age certain things are appropriate um, for kids to read. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, there's obviously sex in the book, and I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't know the answer to that. If you do 
let me know. <laughs> I, if I wonder, you know, is it's high school appropriate? Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I mean, high school kids are exposed to so much more, you know, um, than, than we were. But still, I I, I think I think it's 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 geared toward an adult audience to to um, hopefully you know resonate both in terms of activism and and um, memory, you know. Right. So, um, what are you working on now, Elon? I'm I'm working on uh, something a little more current. Um, well, not so current, I guess, because it's taking me time. But uh, somebody runs the Boston Marathon uh, in 2013 and finishes 10 minutes before the bombs go off. Mm, and um, he's also from Queens. <laughs> 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 and and a lifelong New Yorker who's teaching high school at the time. Um, I taught high school very early in my career. Oh, you did? So did I. Where did oh, you teach? I taught in, uh, I lived in Western Massachusetts in, in the Northampton area. Oh, I oh wow! I taught in um, Port Washington, New York. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know <laughs> Did you teach world. American or world? I I taught um, English. I taught right. Oh, American. English. I I taught American history. Yeah, you you history. There yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I so and and a lifelong history te uh, uh, um, uh, high school teacher, and he decides um, to just he's single at the time. He decides to just pack it up and just. <laughs> live somewhere else for the sake of living somewhere else and, and goes off on an, an adventure, you know, decides it's time. Um, he's more of, he's in his fifties. And, you know, the question is, can you make new friends in a new life at that age? Um, mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, well, we'll look forward to that. So you don't have a timetable for that. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'm, I'm somewhere between, you know, on a given day, you know, halfway done or a third of the way done, depending on. <laughs> Okay, um, so uh, it looks like our time is running short, Elon. Is there anything you would like to add? Uh, do you want to tell people uh, where to find you or anything else about uh, your book? Well, you can, certainly, you can yeah? certainly find me online um, uh, at elonbarnahama.com um, or, or just follow Escape Route on you know any of the book sites, any of your local book stores. Um, and I'm, I'm these days I'm up in uh, Newton in the Boston area, which which uh, is is very difficult in terms of sports teams, um, yeah. as as a New Yorker. But um, no, I just um, again I I think if if people can come away from the book and and see that you know history is a collaborative effort, you know it's it's I think that's why it is a lot of sports because it's like a team sport. Um, it's not just the leaders, you know, we all have to be involved. And I think that's critical these days. Um, and, 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 you know, eventually just, you know, uh, the power of friendship, you know, and I've written about that a few, a few times and uh, written about some of these high school friends. I, I wrote an article in HuffPost called Can't Get Rid of These Guys. You're still uh, friends with them? Yeah, yeah, there's six that's of amazing. us. That's amazing. Yeah, six of us have Zoomed every Sunday since COVID started just to check in. We're all over the country now. But, oh, wow, wow. Um, but our kids call each other cousin and um, and they call the, the the parents uncle and aunt. And so oh, it, how it, nice is that? Wow. Yes. Yeah, so, so that that, you know, a little bit of a seed for the book as well, just that um, com the sense of community and longevity. And it, it doesn't have to be long, you know, as, as you know, community can be formed quickly with depending on the bond and the, and the experiences. Mm -hmm. 
So yeah, so and and I'm happy to um, meet with book groups and all that stuff and uh, just contact me on my website. Great, great. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Elon Barnahama. The book is Escape Route. I also want to thank our executive producer, Pam Stack. People of the Book is a copyrighted presentation of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. I'm your host, Meryl Ain, the author of the post-Holocaust novel, The Takeaway Men. The sequel, Shadows We Carry, will be published in April. For more information about my writing, visit me at merylane.com. Please visit us and like our Facebook page, People of the Book. Until next time, join us on Facebook at Jews Love to Read and read a good book. 